You are listening to Craftsteading. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, welcome aboard. I'm here to help you save money, get happy, relax and find your creativity by making stuff out of plants you grow, forage or buy and even monetize your hobbies. What products or skills can craftsteaders sell? Whether you've grown your own gourds and decorated them, grown your own broom corn and made artisan brooms, grown your own Job's Tears and made botanical jewellery, grown your own willow or bamboo and made baskets, grown your own wax myrtles and made fragrant candles, or simply grown your own craftsteading materials ready for others to use in their crafts, you could end up with a wide range of unique and gorgeous products to sell, as well as some skills that you can teach others. Your products might include live plants, seeds, dried plants, gourds decorated or plain, brooms and jewellery, naturally plant dyed scarves, garments, etc. Your skills might include pyrography, gourd carving, broom making, jewellery making, dyeing with plant dyes, basketry and gardening. Where to sell stuff in the real world? You could sell your handmade products online with websites such as Etsy or Amazon Handmade. But if you sell large items that are hard to ship, or if you just prefer to sell items to customers in your own community, here's a way to discover some local real world options. Craft fairs. Craft fairs are local markets that are usually held in halls, schools, churches or other community venues. Most craft fairs focus on handmade products, so it's likely that shoppers will be looking for that type of item. This is a great way for you to get the word out about your handmade craft sitting products. There's usually a small entrance fee that allows you to set up your stall. You might want to bring along some business cards to distribute. The aim is for your sales to cover that fee and make a profit while simultaneously making yourself and your craft business known to people so that they can find you later on your Facebook page, your website, Etsy or wherever you're making online sales. How to find craft fairs. I Made It Market provides an online directory of different craft fairs and events in the USA where makers can sell their wares. This website also offers a variety of different services for creative entrepreneurs, from social media management to other online marketing options. One website that lists US craft fairs is 10 Times Arts and Crafts Events in United States, https 10times.com. In your search engine, type the name of the country you live in, followed by the words craft fair. You'll almost certainly be rewarded by several comprehensive lists of the best ones. I've put a list of craft fair websites in the show notes for this episode. (music) 
flea markets. Flea markets are for people who sell secondhand goods and sometimes handmade goods as well. To find one in your locality, type flea markets into your search engine, followed by your country. Retail boutiques. Pay a visit to some of the retail boutiques in your locality, such as gift shops, homeware stores and fashion boutiques. Show them what you make and ask if you can set up a wholesale account with them. Alternatively, you could ask if they would sell your products on consignment. That means that you let them display your products in their store and after they sell something, they pay you a percentage of the sale. Local sales through Facebook. Facebook Marketplace is an online option that can generate local sales in the real world. Facebook is free to join and there are no fees for selling either. Local sales through Instagram. Instagram is free to join too and Instagram shopping gives you a free storefront. They say, your shop is a place to sell and share your brand story where people can browse products and explore collections. If you wish, you can tag your location on the platform and make it clear that you're looking for local customers only. Farmers markets. Farmers markets usually include people selling a variety of foods such as fresh produce, honey, packaged cakes and cookies and canned jams. Many do, nonetheless, cater for non-food sellers. The USDA has an online local farmers market directory. Trade shows. Trade shows help you connect with retail outlets that might want to buy your products. Consider setting up a trade show booth. Tradefest has an online list of trade shows in the USA. Some trade fairs are focused specifically on sellers of handmade goods. Home shopping parties. If you like, you can sell your handmade items from the comfort of your own home or the home of a friend. Home shopping parties have been in existence since 1931 and were famously used to sell plastic Tupperware, especially during the 50s and 60s. Art galleries. Sometimes art galleries provide space for artisans and craftspeople to display their handmade work and offer it for sale. If your products are particularly artistic, a gallery might be interested in displaying them. And finally, cafes or coffee shops. Some of these also provide space for artwork or handmade products with the option for interested customers to buy. your products. Once you start a business, how do you know how much to price your products for? If your product is priced too high, it won't sell. If it's priced too low, you'll be swamped with orders and have such a small profit margin it won't even be worth the effort. Finding the balance is the trick. Your price should cover your costs, show your customers that you provide good value, earn you a fair profit and be competitive. There are three main ways to price your product. One, look at the competition. Use your competitor's price as a reference point. 
if your product is of higher quality, you can probably justify a higher price. 2. Calculate the total cost of your product. To price handmade products, add up all the costs associated with creating your item and getting it to market. The total cost should include the time spent making it, the materials required to make the item, packaging and shipping costs. You should also include a percentage of your overhead expenses, such as legal and accounting fees, marketing, administrative costs or renting a makerspace. After you've added up all your costs, set your profit margin. Depending on what you sell, this could be anything from 30% to 300%. If you're selling wholesale, you might double what your labour and materials cost. If you're selling retail, it might be double what you'd charge wholesale. Then you can figure out the final price. 3. Perceived value. Perceived value is one of the most common ways people work out their product pricing. It's important to be realistic here or you could price yourself out of business. On the other hand, you should resist the urge to drastically undercut the prices of your competitors. Otherwise, people might assume your products are of, of a lower quality. People pay based on perceived value. If your work is great, people will be happy to pay what you charge. Start high rather than low. It's easier to charge more to begin with and then lower the price than to start out low and then raise it. If you think your higher prices are putting off potential buyers, experiment with a range of discount promotions to find out what price appeals to them. You might make more sales by just offering occasional discounts instead of reducing all your prices. You can change prices over time to increase sales or profit margins. The Craftsteading podcast was hosted by me, Sally Gardens, and produced at Mill Cottage, the little house on the peninsula. This episode was produced and edited by me, Sally Gardens. See videos and photos on Instagram at littlehouse.onthepeninsula and search Craftsteading on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Thank you.